everybody. It's 6 o'clock. Welcome to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival here at Mutiny Radio. Yay! You're all here. Yay! We have an amazing night of comedy prepared for you. Five hours of amazing people. And we are starting out tonight with the Newbies Show. All of these comedians have been doing comedy for two years or less. Oh my God, they're so funny, you won't even believe it. Your host, though, what an amazing human being she is. She's been doing comedy for over five years. She runs a show up in Portland called Comic Strip. What an amazing, lovely human being you guys have for a host. Put your hands together right now for Wendy Weiss. Thank you guys so much. I just want to make one tiny correction. I actually stopped hosting Comic Strip. I should have told you that, Pam, and it's now Chris Ettrick. Still at the Funhouse Lounge. But you guys, welcome to the Two Years or Less show. My name is Wendy Weiss. Um, I ate half of uh, an edible earlier, and I was like, hey, this isn't doing a whole lot, and I made uh, the number one mistake, and that was eating the rest of it. So we'll see how the rest of this goes, you guys. I honestly, I should not ever be getting high because what happens is I just lose everything. Like, everything that I own just goes by the wayside because there's a hierarchy of needs when you get high that you just sort of revert back through and like phone like the first things on that list I'm going to say are eating fucking and the album time by ELO uh, are the top like three things and then the things that don't matter anymore are things like my phone and my wallet, uh, God forbid, an umbrella. So all those things fucking just all disappear. So we'll see how this goes, you guys. I think it's going to be great. Um, I'm from Portland. I'm from Portland, Oregon. And uh, yeah, thank you. There's a lot of us here. Um, San Francisco, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of us here. Fucking, we're all rep in Portland. Uh, you guys have like better homeless people than we do, I think. We have homeless people in Portland too, but your guys' homeless people here in San Francisco are like real go getters. Like, last time I was here, there was this dude who got up at eight in the fucking morning, like every single morning, probably seven, because he started this at eight, and he, what he started doing was screaming at eight o'clock in the fucking morning, okay? And then he would go all day until like five o'clock in the evening okay from eight o'clock to five o'clock this dude was screaming and people in Portland are homeless because they can't get up till noon like that's why we have homeless people in Portland um yeah uh, I should probably be homeless by that token I can't get up until like at least two and uh, I went to college for philosophy so uh, that's why I'm a stripper now. So, <laughs> uh, I am a stripper now. I gave myself a promotion recently. I uh, got myself a boob job. You can't really see it right now because you're listening to me on the radio. So, uh, but I did. I got a boob job, and I have like still not. It was recently, so I still don't really have like any idea how to use boobs yet, like whatsoever. I don't know how they work. I'm just running around at work being like get a load of these hamburgers boys like I don't know what you guys like to hear about these things so uh, we'll, we'll find out <laughs> um, the doctor that I went to though like it was kind of disconcerting because the doctor like his office was just like covered in like uh, just like pieces of driftwood and like uh, stones and crystals like all over the office were all of these crystals and I can't really explain how disconcerting it is to know that the person who's about to cut you open believes in the healing power of crystals <laughs> I don't want a doctor who believes in crystals I want a doctor who believes in science and like that is it that's not okay for you like it's okay for me like I do believe in crystals I'm a stripper so that's totally completely fine for me 
but not you, sir. Um, <laughs> I do, I believe in crystals. I, be, I do like, uh, I like astrology. Uh, maybe you guys believe in something that's uh, stupid at all. And you guys believe in anything stupid? Uh, <laughs> I do, so, all right, you guys clap if you've ever read your horoscope. For those of you on the radio, it was every single person in here because we're in San Francisco, so. Uh, clap if you believe in astrology. For those of you at home, it was half the people here because we're in San Francisco. So, uh, and then the other half are people that I consider to be very similar to the people who didn't clap. I consider them to be very similar to dudes who go around sucking dudes' dicks, but insist that they're not gay, like at all. They're a little bit star curious. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and like I believe, like I do like witchy, like witchcraft stuff too. I believe in that kind of stuff, but not like, not like, it's not like Skyrim or like uh, Harry Potter or anything like that. Um, it's more like, I'll give you guys like an introductory madness spell, okay? I'll show you guys how I believe that magic works, okay? So I'm going to say some words and I just want you guys to say whatever is in your heart, okay? Somebody once told me <laughs> Those are the exact words, Pedro. <laughs> See, now, because of some words that I said, you have Smash Mouth stuck in your head for however the fuck long you do. This is a madness spell. Because of some fucking words I said, you have Smash Mouth stuck in your head. But this spell is karmically sound the way like a lot of spells are and that's that I do that joke so I have smash mouth stuck in my head like all the fucking time like all the goddamn time so what's up how you guys doing just some, some little nods thank you you're like I guess kind of yeah sure I guess whatever um, I'm gonna go ahead and bring up your first comic are you guys ready for your first comic these people all these people on this show have been doing comedy for two years or less and they're all on one show together so you guys are gonna see some awesome shit from some people who haven't been doing it too terribly long so let's see who's number one uh, I should have asked people what uh, what's up with them your first comic of the evening is named Matthew Quirk Thank you, the lovely Wendy. Am I really up first? I thought I was down the list. So uh, actually, I have been doing comedy for more than two years, but if you look carefully at the description, it says making people laugh for less than two years. And if you subtract all the bombing I've done in those two years, I'm at like six months. So this ought to be amazing. So what do you say we all get back in the way back machine for a minute here and go back to my very first real set. Uh, I'll never forget this set. I did it once for the comedy uh, joke workshop and Pam told me that it was a good set when I was done with it. And quite frankly, I'm still swooning over the whole thing that she had a compliment for me. So here we go. <clears throat> Ginger Lives Matter. My political movement, something that spirits me through this life and gives me strength in these hard times. That's right. Hashtag Ginger Lives Matter. I'm talking about the other red meat. That you, thank you. That usually kills. Now, I know there's a lot of hashtag lives matter out there, 
and it's easy to get confused. But most of that stuff is a struggle for acceptance. But with us gingers, we're actually struggling for our very survival. I mean, take global warming, right? That's no good for us. But let's face it, global warming, that's just hooking a brother up, right? I mean, the future's gonna be made for them as this earth gets warmer and warmer and warmer. But not for us, not for us. I saw this thing on Facebook where they tried to get everyone to meet at Dolores Park one Saturday. I know a lot of you guys are from Portland, but San Francisco, you guys realize how fucking sunny it gets at Dolores Park? They were trying to wipe us out in one smooth move right there. But I didn't fall for it. I didn't fall for it one bit. That's why I'm here today, to keep my movement going. What movement is that? Ginger lives matter. God damn right. Keep it fresh. Now, uh, shit, lost my place in Ginger Lives Matter. Anyway, so life's hard out there for a ginger. But I know that I have to keep fighting for our survival. I know I have to keep fighting for our rights. And I know I have to keep fighting you white people from using the G word out there on the streets. Which, by the way, has been, you've been a little too liberal with that these days. And don't tell me fucking pumpkin spice latte cultural appropriation bullshit. The G word, that's our word. You can't use it. Right? Yeah. And I don't want to hear this, oh, my cousin's a ginger. So I can say it. That's some bullshit. And I sure as hell don't want to hear this. I said ginger, not ginger. So it's cool. It's not cool, man. That's enough to make a ginger snap. Thank you. At least I know you're listening. So there are rules about this word, right? Rule number one about white people using the G word. It's got to be in the rap song. Oh, come on. That's a throwback to Chris Rock. Nobody? See, he's got this thing about the white people using the N word. It's got to be in the rap song. See, when you have to explain it, I don't mind explaining these tags. I don't mind explaining it. It's all part of my history in comedy. So I'll talk about it. Anyway, there are no other rules. That was the only one. It was supposed to be a huge tagline that everyone got immediately, but it's not working. Thank you. So anyway, it's got to be in the rap song. You know, I've been fighting this fight for the gingers all this time. And I've been fighting all these political people for it. 
And I got to tell you, I'm still waiting for one politician to get on board with my Ginger Lives Matter. But I think if it was up to them, we would just be bred out of existence. I mean, now that they're studying the human genome, all my brainy friends keep on sending me these articles about how many generations are left till all that's left of the gingers is just the highlights and some lucky chick's hair. And that's it for us for the rest of eternity. But don't worry, I have a solution. I have a solution to keep the gingers alive for all of time. But it's not some solution you're going to hear from some politician. So I'm going to have to say it here tonight at Mutiny Radio. Please fuck a ginger. Tonight would be great. I'm totes available. How am I doing on the clock? Do you know? <laughs> Less than two years. That we clarified that. Right, I'm running out. Of, thank you. My age group is backing me up. Anyway, yeah, I know. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, it's not just hard out there for us gingers. It's also tough out there for a shrimp. I've seen this thing where they're trying to like open the world of models. Right? So they've started doing like plus size women's models, right? And to further open that w world, they've started doing plus size male models. Yeah, what bullshit, right? <laughs> Women already like big guys. If you want some diversity in modeling out there, try a short model. Short ginger. Uh, thank you. A short ginger with a dad bod. I'm trending super heavy in 2014. And once again, I'm available. So there you go. All right, good luck with the rest of the comics tonight. I can't you guys, keep it going for Matthew the Irish. We're slaves to quirk, everyone. Uh, your next comic asked me to make up a fun rumor about her, so I'm going to tell you guys what I heard, and that's that, uh, you guys, your next comic I heard is from Portland, Oregon, also, where I'm from, and I heard that she's in town right now in the city of San Francisco to do the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, so is that true or not? We'll find out. You guys, give it up for Jenna Vesper, everyone. So they say. Rumors are true. Fuck. No, I know. I'm a, I'm appropriating ginger culture. <laughs> fuck. I don't feel good about saying that. <laughs> yeah, fuck a ginger, but not that one. <laughs> There's a better one right there, Ben. <laughs> fuck him, at least. Or me that's faking it. I don't know. <laughs> fuck. Ugh, shit, man. It's been kind of rough. Like, 2017 really fucking sucked, didn't it? Ugh. And 2018's kind of shitty too. I don't know, but I find that when like in times of like turmoil and tragedy, we learn a lot about ourselves, you know? We like kind of look into the mirror and like see ourselves. And I learned this year 
one of many things um, is that I just want to fuck somebody regardless of their gender and call them daddy. <laughs> That's just what I want to do. <laughs> Sometimes it's not about you. It's about me calling people daddy while I fuck them. When I tell people that I want to call them daddy in bed, I usually get a little bit of pushback, though, and they're usually like, do you have some unresolved daddy issues? <laughs> of course I do. Look at me. Of course I have daddy issues. <sighs> the main one being that he's dead. Super dead, yeah. It's okay. I can joke about it. He's my dead dad. It's fine. And it's been about eight years, so I've had time to process it, you know? And when they say it gets easier with time, I'm here to tell you that it does get easier with time. It definitely does. Um, I do get a little sad in the wintertime when is the anniversary of his death, you know? And I, I think about him, and <laughs> it was just kind of weird. I think, I don't know, maybe being a comic, you just, you think of the weird shit when you're like, you know, doing normal day life. And I was thinking about my father this year, and I had this pretty sudden realization, and it kind of like, took me back and I realized that um, that he's the first man that ever ghosted me <laughs> and no one's ever gonna live up to daddy <laughs> but they try oh do they try I told that joke to my roommate um, and he didn't get it uh, he was like what's ghosting and I was like what the fuck fuck off because he's a 30-year-old man in Portland. You may not know being down here, but that is a prevalent fucking situation in Portland. Ghosting, ghosting, ghosting. And I was like, I don't know how to explain this to you uh, other than just moving out the next day, which is what I did. <laughs> Hopefully he figured it out. Posted all that stuff on Facebook once because it's a fire joke. Thank you. And my grandmother liked it. An hour later, she wrote, what's ghosting? And I was like, Grandma, it's this new like slang term for when you're like dating somebody casually and then they just like suddenly stop contact for no reason, no warning, ghosting. She liked that. <laughs> An hour later, I fucking kid you not, she wrote, oh, do you also mean like when your dad wasn't in your childhood? Aww. No. <laughs> Thanks for the reminder, Grandma. It's not what I was talking about. Thank you, though. He's dead. You should know this. Do I have to put you in a home now? Are you forgetting shit? Because, see, like, the thing is, like, the bonus of having dead parents, spoiler alert, my mother's also dead. I'm super fun at parties. Um, one of the many bonuses of having dead parents is that you don't have to pay for their home. But now I apparently have to pay for grandmothers because nobody's there to do that. So that fucking sucks. I actually have to, like... I actually have to see my grandmother this weekend because I'm from, born and raised in Napa, so I can't come down here and not go see her, and I haven't seen her in a couple years, and I'm kind of freaked out by it because she's, she's pretty judgy, you know, and she judges me a lot. I'm the ba a black you know, sheep of the family, and uh, I'm anticipating she's going to ask me a bunch of dumb questions, and she's probably going to ask me, like, are you dating anybody? And I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm dating somebody, but they're also dating other people, and I feel like she's going to judge me for that, and I feel like that's unfair because clearly she loves the other grandchildren more than me so she definitely gets this idea she's just a poly grammy 
No? Okay. Damn. Polygrammy. That didn't, okay. That was my best attempt at a pun, really. Didn't work. <sighs> Anyone else out there feel like a dick oracle? <laughs> Just me? I'll explain. Um, I have a pretty serious uh, worry that I talk to multiple therapists for multiple hours about my fear that I'm a dick oracle. That's basically when I go and sit down at a bar, I'll be talking to a dude about like, you know, the weather or whatever is on TV, and then immediately we're talking about his dick. And it's like, how does this always keep happening to me? It happens always very quickly too. Like within like five minutes of talking to people, they're just like, hey, you like to suck dick, right? And you know, like I do, but that's besides the point. <laughs> but I think, I think I figured it out though. It's that I'm a dick oracle. Guys just have this sense about me. They want to put their dick on me. So I can prophesize what that dick do. <laughs> what that dick do. I know what that dick do. It does bad things. Um, wow, blah, push back by the majority of the men in this room. No, dicks are fine. Dicks are fine. I don't know. They're all right. I feel like they're a lot like the television show The Big Bang Theory, though. Underwhelming and desperate for attention. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I feel pretty good about that. Um, let's see here. Recently, uh, I recently found out that I'm kind of fat. That was kind of weird. Found out on the internet. Some lovely gentleman notified me of that. Thank you. Yeah, I know. It's really nice. Uh, it's okay, though. It's fine. I don't care that I'm a little fat. It's all good. Because I have a really terrible personality. All right, thank you. Keep it going for Jenna Vesper, everybody. Having some daddy issues and looking like it too. For people at home, I'll just tell you, uh, Jenna's wearing what I like to call the Daddy Hurt Me Special, and that's a plaid skirt and knee-high uh, knee socks, which I'm, I'm saying this is, this is one of my favorite outfits to wear. Uh, and to see, because whenever I see, uh, I like to play a little game, uh, and it's kind of like fuck, Mary kill, but the answer is always their dad, basically. Uh, you guys ready for your next comic? Uh, on that note, I'm going to bring up your next comic. You guys give it up for Marty Cunny, everybody. All right, thanks so much. We got a crowd going. Give it up for yourselves, guys. Coming out to see some underground comedy. This is where it's at, people. I want you to keep the applause going if you're ever a man who's ever accidentally come on his own face. All right, we got some fucking honesty in this room. Uh, I said accidentally, though. Uh, sorry to disqualify you. Uh, don't want to see your warrior 69 weird-ass yoga. Okay. All right. No, it's, I understand... You know, when I normally when I do that, there's a lot of like sometimes I just get dead silence, and I get it because it's it's kind of a tough thing to just like cop to. Uh, on the one hand, it's a little it's a little I don't know it's weird. I, I get why a lot of people don't like it. For those of you who haven't ever uh, been facialed, I guess would be the the term. Um, the ter it, it feels just like hot concentrated globs of your parents' disappointment, just like seeping in through your skin. Like I can feel my dad shaking his head at me, like what the fuck? 
But I guess that's why uh, some people probably like it, right? Is because they'll do anything for their parents' attention, right? So, uh, hmm. um, no, but on the other hand, I felt pretty good about it. I was like, you know, I got some real fucking power going on down here. You know, like these kegels are really paying off. Uh, I don't even need birth control. I'm just going to blow the top out of some girl's uterus. It's just going to bow. Plus, you know, I ate a lot of pineapple, so it could be worse. Yeah. For those of you who did get that joke, I feel happy for uh, for your partners. Uh, <laughs> it's very sweet of you. Huh? Oh. Ah, ah. No, guys, big changes in my life. Big changes. Um I'm actually, uh, I just moved in with a few new roommates. Uh, three girls now. I live with three girls. I'm kind of the odd man out. Uh, it's weird because I feel like I just don't have a lot to talk about with them, right? It's just kind of weird being a guy with three girls. They have a lot of topics of conversation I just don't know about. Makeup, guys, things like that. And then I found out when girls spend a lot of time together, when they live together, um, their periods will actually sync up. Have you guys heard this? Yeah. That's a real thing. Their cycles will... Uh, sync up and I was like fuck one more thing I'm going to be left out of you know uh, but you know lo and behold the time of that month rolled around my hemorrhoids started acting up so uh, I really felt like I was one with the group you guys I bleed too I'm a true feminist okay um, now hashtag me too uh, is that what that hashtag's for I think I I get it I, I know what that I know what the me too movement's about uh, though I am fully supportive, very supportive of the Me Too movement. I think it's important. Uh, but it did ruin my favorite hashtag. Because um, now I can't use that hashtag as I used to anymore. Right? I can't just be like, I wanted the other day, my friend posted a picture of him at like In N Out. And I was like, oh, I was just there. Hashtag Me Too. And he was like, people were asking me, like, did you get like sexually assaulted in an In N Out? Like, <laughs> what, what happened? Was it off the, did you order off the secret menu? Uh, was it animal style? No. Uh, uh, um, no. Uh, yeah, if you, uh, if you can't tell, I'm single. Uh, <laughs> I've been single for a while now. Um, and uh, I don't know. I, just don't worry about me, though, guys. Don't worry about me, because I am just swimming in pussy. Just swimming in ankle deep. I really can't even, I can't tell you guys enough about it because uh, my ex's uh, landlord won't let her take the cats so uh, I got two lovely little furballs at home that's a pussy cat joke guys if you aren't following along I know this is really intellectual humor uh, I'm trying to I'll try to keep you guys up and up to date no but I, I, I've uh, I've got two lovely lovely cats at home I do love my cats I am actually a, a proud cat father cat cat Cat, cat, dude. What do you, what do you call it? When you like, when a girl loves her cats, you call her like a crazy cat lady or something, right? But when a guy loves his cats, there's not really a name for it yet. Like I, I used to try to say like Cat Man, but that just sounds like the saddest superhero ever, right? Like, cat Man, the power to put on 25 pounds, and cry in the shower. Cat Man, faster than speeding loneliness. I think I now I just go with Cat Daddy. I think that's the best sounding one. Uh, does that sound good to you guys, Cat Daddy? We'll stick with that. I asked that at one show, and the guy yelled out, "How about queer?" <laughs> Thanks a lot, homophobia guy. The show wouldn't be complete without you. But I thought about it, and I was like, you know, people would probably be less surprised if I told them I was gay than I told them that I love my cats. 
uh, maybe that's San Francisco for you, you know, like we're just very supportive here. But the look that I get when I tell people I love my cats is like, really? 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 For those of you who don't know that look, it's the same look that you get when you ask somebody for a phone charger and they hand you an iPhone charger and you're like, actually, I use Android. And they're like, really? 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 Android, huh? You're not an Apple guy? Really? You don't like dogs? You're not a dog guy? Really? Fuck you, you Apple shit lords, all right? I love my cats. I'm tired of this bullshit. Uh, I do love my cats. No, really. Uh, thanks, thanks for the shout. Yeah. No, but they, they actually do a lot of things for me that my ex wouldn't. Uh, uh, head out of the gutter, guys, okay? Uh, no, they... Uh, I'll think of a couple things. Uh, for instance, uh, they I don't even have to ask them to come hang out on the toilet with me. Uh, they just run right in. They run an Olympic slalom through my legs if I leave the door open even to crack. But she was like, what the fuck are you asking me this for? I'm like, listen, a king is no king without his queen on his throne, okay? It's not me time, it's us time. Um, I don't know, what else? Uh, they don't get nearly as mad when I feed them cat food. Uh, she was like, what the fuck is this bullshit? I'm like, listen, we're not eating at Michelin-rated restaurants every night, okay? Plus, it seems like you might need the fiber because you will get on the toilet with me. Um, oh, one thing, though, they do look me right in the eyes when I masturbate, though. Uh Not super sure how I feel about that one. On the one hand, it's nice to know that somebody cares about me. Uh, on the other hand, they just don't blink, guys. It's weird, okay? I have these weird, oh, it's weird eyes. No. You guys, anyone here like fishing? Have you got any fishing fans here? Sure. <laughs> Whatever, just tell the fucking joke. <laughs> I do, I do like fishing, though. Uh, I went fishing the other day to the fishing hole. That's where you go fishing, if you didn't know. Uh, and I went, and there was a sign there that said, uh, must be at least 10 inches to take home. I was like, what is this, Tinder? Uh. I do treat fishing a lot like I treat picking up women, though, is that I just kind of... Uh, get really drunk and sit there for like six hours and just hope something happens, you know? Best case scenario, I catch something and like, it's gotta be the dumbest fish in the pond, right? Probably wanna catch and release that fish. Uh, but most of the time, it's really just me going drunk, home alone and smelling like power bait both ways. Uh, no, it's tough, though. I mean, I, I, I was in a relationship for six years, so when I came out of the relationship, I hadn't like I was inexperienced in the dating app game, which uh, I found out is, is tough. It's a tough because, man, people are just so dishonest on those things, right? Like, you can't... Nobody tells the truth about themselves, right? I, for instance, like, what, what, what does every girl on these dating apps like, right? They like wine, right? They like books. They like cars. They like adventure, right? When you show up to the date and you're Maserati with your copy of Mein Kampf and the wizard's robe drinking Franzia, they look at you like some kind of asshole, all right? This is what you wanted. This is what you said, okay? I'm just trying to paint the picture you described to me, okay? 
damn. It's tough. It's tough out there, guys. No, uh, you guys, uh, we're a little bit out of the holiday season, right? We're, we're well out of it, but uh, there's one holiday that everyone forgot this year. Uh, it was the 25th anniversary of the first text message ever being sent. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, 1993 uh, or 97. They sent the first text message ever sent was uh, Merry Christmas. This was right around Christmas time, right? That's nice, right? And if you want to celebrate that, you can also celebrate an hour later the first ever text message being sent uh, of new phone. Who dis? Uh, and then an hour later, you can celebrate the first dick pic ever being sent. And then an hour later, the first block number. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm also still not used to the dick pic game. Uh, I didn't send it to my ex. She knew what it looked like. There was no point. Uh, but I don't know, girls, girls, they take so many pictures, right? What girls take pictures is like, eventually they all figure out their pose, right? Girls get that, like, whatever that fucking, like, weird giraffe pose is where, like, arm out, fucking ass out, head up. Like, they've got the angles down. I do not have my dick pic angles down. Um, I've been trying to find it. Uh, I started from the top, and I realized that's... It's not good. You get your spare tire in there. Nobody wants to see like rolling hills up to the Washington Monument, okay? Uh, I tried it from the side, but there's just no way to do that without looking like a serial killer. I don't know what it is. It's just like... Bad news. And I had a genius idea. I was like, what? It's got to be from the bottom, right? Because you got to get that extra fucking inch and a half from your balls to your dick that like... It's like padding your resume, right? Like... It's like all the girls are like, uh, you know, these jobs that want three to four years of experience for an entry-level position. It's like, well, listen up. I, uh, it's like this line, it's pretty much lying on your resume, which is what we all had to do, right? Uh, so I tried it, and then, and then uh, it was a hard realization to figure out, like, that's how short my arms are. Uh, it was just like, is this, are you taking, like, pictures of chicken breasts? What's going on here? Uh, and I was like, okay, fine. I've got an idea. Get a selfie stick. Oh, I finally get the shot, okay? I'm going to get the shot. Selfie stick goes down there. I take the picture. It looks great. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm like, damn, this is going to be impressive. I'm, I'm, I'm finally ready to send this bad boy out. And then I noticed one little detail. I looked at the picture, and it was like this. I photobombed my own dick pic. <laughs> My smiling face in the back there. I can't even get it in my mind. I can't even imagine sending that to a girl. Also, somehow my dick turned black. Uh, thanks, guys. That's my time. Bring up your host, Wendy. We just keep it going for Marty. Yeah. You know what? It is like I also love cats. I have a cat, and my cat is just like... I hate her. She's just fucking... She's old, and she's ugly, and she just doesn't do anything. She's... Just like a slightly less racist version of my grandfather, basically, is what she does. And I have to take her to the doctor to get all sorts of stuff. Um, she has to get pills. And I remember the first time I was in there, the doctor was telling me how you crush up pills. And he was like, you take the pills, you put it between two spoons, you grind it together into a powder. And I was like, Doc, do I look new to you right now? Do I look like somebody that you need to explain how to crush pills into a powder to? 
Because if that's the case, I look great today. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, and it is like, there is a thing when you are a woman and you have a cat, uh, like people do, or they're like, oh my God, are you a crazy cat lady? And like, the thing is like, no, a, a cat is just a very convenient pet, okay? I live in an apartment, okay? I can't have a bear, all right? That's what I can have. And like, <laughs> I don't have time for a dog and hamsters are fucking stupid. And so are you if you own one and you're above the age of 10. Um, but that's all I can have. Some women own it though. They're like, oh my God, I have three cats. I'm a crazy cat lady. I have three cats. I named them all after, after Buffy characters. I'm crazy. I'm a crazy cat lady. You guys ready for your next comic? Awesome. I'm really excited to bring him up. He's also from Portland, just like me. He's one of my favorites. You guys, put your hands together and be real loud for Pedro Andrade. When two lovers go, they still say I love you. It's beautiful. <laughs> Did you think I was going to start dancing? As big as I am, I can't be out here. Can't do it, man. Seriously, man, I'm so big, other Mexicans have to see my documents and shit. You know? <laughs> How's everybody too? So good to be here. Thank you so much, man. Give it up for your host, man, Wendy, rocking it. <laughs> Fuck yeah, give it up for yourselves too, right? Give it up for yourselves, man. So I'm what happens when Mexicans get drunk and raw dog Samoans. <laughs> I know some people can't see me. I'm six foot four, I weigh 280 pounds. I uh, can never be a Latin lover, can't be on the dance floor, swinging my arms and kicking my feet, you know what I mean, without putting other people at risk. <laughs> Go out thinking I'm going to dance and have fun and end up with a felony, <laughs> a salsa and battery or something. <laughs> yeah, then I get a... Uh, released back into the community as a registered salsa offender. That's it, all right, I'll stop. It's okay. It's okay, man. I, uh, I smoke a lot of weed, so the... Anyways, don't, that, that has nothing to do with anything. I, uh, you, guys, you guys like music, right? This is a music town. Uh, the, 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 summer, the summer song last year was Suavecito. Justin Bieber, Daddy Yankee, and uh, I can't relate, like as a Latino, I can't relate to that, you know, because like no, no one's ever told me suavecito, which means it's like a seductive, slowly, you know, you know, people always tell me apurate, which means hurry up, or tan rapido, which is that quick, I don't get suavecito, my, uh, I haven't done comedy too long, I've done like for like about... I think this is like my third, I'm starting on my third year and uh, moved to Portland, uh, not, not to do comedy, but I just, I just moved there and it turns out that that's what I ended up doing. My brother called me the other day and asked me how my comedy career was going. I think it's funny he used the word career. Did they, ch did they change his definition to like works for a few drinks? Cause that's, that's what's happening right here. How's my comedy career going? Let's see, uh, the other day a joke of mine got 20 likes on Twitter. Hell yeah. And I did a show at an abandoned car wash. I got paid with weed. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. 
I ain't tell my brother that. I don't want him to resent me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Start hating on me. I don't really like talk to my family about comedy. Like I, I tried with my dad, but he tells me he doesn't get my jokes. I said, that's okay, dad. I never got your love. So it's all good. Que gacho, Ta cabrón. You know what? I'm almost like, I usually ask, where's all my Latinos at? And usually no one ever says anything. So, bienvenido or bienvenida. Bienvenida X. How are you? Well, I mean, calm down. Don't get mad about it. Like, there's more than one. And like, the other person's like, hey, me too. Cabron. Pero yeah, that's how it is. I was, uh, I was born in Mexico. I've been in America most of my life. I, uh, Came out here in 19, 19, uh, my family came out here in 1979. That also has nothing to do with the next joke. I just, I forgot, <laughs> suddenly I thought I was in therapy and shit. <laughs> out here. Yeah, I know. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of dudes are confused right now. They're like, ah, oh, man, you can't even hug a woman at work anymore without it being a problem. I'm glad I don't have that. Like, I don't have that way of thinking. Like, I never try to hug women, and I never expect a woman to hug me. I thank my mom for that. <laughs> Love it. I, uh, my, I was talking, to, talking about my brother earlier. My, uh, I have a nephew. His name is Tupac. Tupac. Yeah, my brother loves rap music and shit. He's a producer, makes music and all that. Uh, but you know sibling rivalry. Not to be outdone, when my, uh, when my son was born, I named him Big Pun. Eh, whatever. Should have said Biggie. See, that was funny. The, the fucking, whatever. How's everybody doing? <laughs> I keep looking over here because like, my notes are over there. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I, wasn't, I, I was smoking a little hash herb, and uh, that's what happens. <laughs> I do have a son, though. I do have a son. Um, right on. Yeah, clapping for, for children. I have a son. His mom, his mom called me the other day. I'm not with his mom. Uh, she called me to tell me she was going to change his last name to, to his stepdad's name. And, uh, but I ain't trip. I didn't get mad or nothing. I actually thanked her. Because at least this time she warned me I was being replaced. <laughs> Got to give it up, man. Some good shit. <laughs> oh man, Black Panther just came out. You guys go see Black Panther? Yeah, man. I work with I work with like underprivileged kids, and uh, there's a uh, you know there's different there's a diverse group of kids. And I, I I brought up at work. I was like, hey, we should treat some of the African American kids, black kids, to the movie to the when it when it comes out. And uh, it's crazy how like how 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 because I most of the staff is white, and so some of the staff members were like, well, aren't the white kids gonna feel left out? And I was like, well, we could just treat them to, I don't know, any movie ever made? God damn it. The fuck? Shit, man. The fuck is going Aren't they going to feel left out? Anyways. What else is going on? I, uh, I uh, was driving, speaking of kids, I was driving by a school zone the other day in Oregon. I don't know how it is here, but... Uh, I don't know who decided that 20 miles an hour is the appropriate speed to hit a kid with your car. <laughs> but I'd like to find out. <laughs> like to find out. Not a lot of Latino comics growing up. I, I, I grew up in America. 
California and Washington State. Not a lot of Latino comics, uh, not really a lot of Latino actors or directors or writers, you know, at least that I knew of. I found out later doing my own research. But, you know, when you're going to school and stuff like that, they don't, they don't talk to you about that stuff. But I, but I will say this. If, I, if there was, like, one Latino that's influenced my comedy style the most, it's uh, definitely the Night Stalker. <laughs> Richard Ramirez. Yeah. He was killing it in L.A. For a little bit. And in mostly white rooms, too, so. <laughs> Got to give it up. Got to give it up. Staying at a hotel here in San Francisco, you know. And I, I walked in, and, and I checked in, and it says there's a sign that says, if you smoke here, if you find out that you're smoking, we're going to charge you $25, right? And I told myself, like, so it's okay for me to come all over your bed, but no weed smoke? That's just a thought that I had. It has nothing to do with anything. Uh, a lot of a lot of like xenophobia in America right now, right? Like people fucking talking shit. Donald Trump called Mexicans murderers and rapists, right? And uh, I gotta say this, like I wasn't surprised because like it's been. I mean, I've I've been I've been hearing shit most of my life, like people calling us beaners, wetbacks, illegal aliens. Happens all the time, man. Shit, even the other day, my doctor called me a borderline diabetic. <laughs> Fucking racist, right? That shit. <laughs> Fucking crazy, man. Doing the online dating thing, you know, OkCupid and Plenty of Fish and Craigslist, all of that. I even, I even like saw an advertisement for a, a, a dating site called Farmers Only. Dot com. I don't know if you guys see the, get those commercials here. Anybody here familiar? Yeah. So I, you know, I'm an open-minded guy. I try setting up a profile, but as soon as I enter my name, my first name, they rerouted me to farm workers only. <laughs> dot com. I don't know why. I don't know why. I mean, Mexicans have been getting fucked by American farmers for centuries. <laughs> How's everybody doing? <laughs> Is my time? Is that time? Oh, okay, sorry. I, I sorry, sorry. It's cool. No, it's cool. We're moving around. We're having fun, right? That's what we're doing at this motherfucker. Where's the liquor, man? What the fuck? Man, that's dope, man. I never. I know that sucks. I'm about to go get faded after this set. Anybody want to join me? At this point, I'm just talking, just mumbling shit out. Don't really, yeah, but my, my friend, he doesn't, uh, my best friend, he doesn't believe in online dating. He prefers meeting women the old-fashioned way. And it's working out for him, too. Found out he's fucking my abuelita. <laughs> Should have realized something was up a couple months ago when he started calling me mijo. I don't know where. It's like, no mames, wey, calmala. Yeah. So I live in Portland, but I'm originally from, like, Washington State. Like, I t like I, I've been living there for a long time. And, um... One of the things about Portland is that, you know, being around, it's, it's primarily white, it's a lot of white people there. And it starts, you know, it starts to kind of, Portland starts to rub off on you. Like, and I say that because the other day I caught myself referring to America as ill-gotten <laughs> instead of just stolen. <laughs> Using words like referred and shit. And then I go back visit, then I go back home to visit and, and then they, they notice it too, right? Like I was at a bar and uh, at one point the bartender's like, hey, you sound like a whitewashed Mexican now. I was like, no mames, culero, como que whitewash Mexican. 
poquito más de respeto, cabrón. Soy cliente. But he didn't understand. I guess he didn't speak Spanish. So I was like, hey, that's colonized Mexican to you. And then I ordered an IPA and some tater tots and a cider ranch. <laughs> Stop me. Yeah. I, uh, one of the things, like, there's a lot of, like, stereotypes about Latinos is that, like, a lot of us are, one of the stereotypes is that I think, like, we're, like, cholos and shit, or, like, we can be, like, a lot of us, or whatever, gang-related, or whatever. At least we're, at least in the Northwest. Um, but, like, I've never been in a gang. I mean, I, when I was young, I hung out with, a, with, some, with some dudes, called ourselves, like, what we used to do is we used to go around and we used to steal Cadillac ornaments, Cadillac cars, and, and we, like, hang them on our, on our belts, like, keychains and shit call ourselves the the Cadillac boys though like in retrospect we should have called ourselves the evidence boys <laughs> anyways man I think that's my time so I want to work I wanted you to welcome back your host anyways you guys keep it going for Pedro Andrade and I I don't know if I said this earlier, but I'm saying it now. He was your last comic of this show. You guys give it up for everyone that you've seen today. Uh, stick around for the next show. Hey, and if anybody wants to drink, please remember, go to Asiento Bar up on the corner. They have happy hour pricing all night long for anybody from the festival. So if you want any drinks, Asiento on the corner, happy hour pricing all night long. Go get a drink at Asiento. We'll be back in 10 minutes with our next show, Millennials versus Gen Xers. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. you visual and auditory.
Laboratory Mind Control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere fun. $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Yeah. Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. They're more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. 
uh, every Saturday night we've got live rock and roll some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well come on down 10 p.m. rock and roll only night of the week we have a five dollar cover charge always five bucks for live rock and roll we're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m. Monday through Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday 2 to 2 come on down have some drinks with us we've got whiskey Wednesday tequila Tuesday and we've always got the Steve McQueen special shot of bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for eight bucks come down and enjoy our patio it's open uh, in the afternoon not really in the evening but a lot of good folks hanging out back there come on down give us a shout drop by the bar make some friends thanks folks Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District San Francisco California with a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. don't miss it go to Bender's Bar big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Coming at these bitches and all these snitches hitting switches going back to bitches. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com So 
you want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, 6 to 8, on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone. Get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9, with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. All right, may I have your attention, please, Mutiny Radio. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, uh, we're here for the Millennials versus Gen X comedy fucking battle here, quite frankly. And as a Gen Xer, I got to tell you, the Millennials are going to lose. Right? You guys got no grit as it is. I just saw this thing on Facebook where they reminded me that when I was growing up, we used to eat mud and dirt as kids. And just a sign of what wimps who millennials are, you guys eat fucking Tide Pods. I mean, what could be more insulting to my entire generation? I mean, I guess I should have known you guys would just be a disappointment, right, from the get-go. I mean, your whole generation is, like, deathly allergic to peanut butter and bread, for Christ's sake. I mean, when the Armageddon comes, I'm just going to make a couple sandwiches and fight off your whole generation to rebuild society in my image. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I mean, you guys are so goddamn delusional with everything anyway, with your stupid diets, man, your fucking paleo diet, man. Paleo, I'm paleo. How come I'm not losing weight? I'm paleo. Because you're not fucking paleo, that's why. You know what is paleo? Shivering. (laughs) Shivering is paleo. It works your core, gets them hard to reach muscles. It's just another thing on the delusional fucking scale that you guys are inhabiting so well. Your fucking stupid CrossFit workout, big for nothing bullshit. Man, we had this thing when I was growing up that took the place of CrossFit that kept us in shape. They were called chores. (laughs) We had chores. We stayed fit. I mean, CrossFit, it's just so white, right? I mean, 
The only reason to do CrossFit is to just do more CrossFit. That's cocaine. <laughs> cocaine went to rehab and came out as a fitness routine, and that's how we have CrossFit. <laughs> CrossFit, speaking of delusions, did a movie about themselves. They call themselves the fittest people on earth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> how do you call yourself the best at anything if you're not competing against any black or brown people? <laughs> Riddle me this. I mean, it's more like burning CrossFit. Am I right? Some people don't like that joke because they're fans of CrossFit, and some people don't like that joke for another reason. Someone once asked me, aren't you afraid someone from CrossFit's going to kick your ass after they hear that routine? And I'm like, fuck no, man. I'll knock the water bottle out of their hand. They'll get all dehydrated and fold like a cheap suit. Plus this whole nerfed out life you guys got, man, you're all afraid of concussions and mini concussions and micro concussions. They didn't have concussions when I was growing up. They were called getting your bell rung, and it was good for you. That's why I got all this character up in here. A lifetime of mini, micro, and major concussions shaped me into the man I am today. Yeah, I guess I should have known. I mean, there's just no goddamn relying on you millennials for shit. I mean, it's perfectly exemplified. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the current Nazi party around here, but uh, your generation's Nazis are also total wimps. I mean, they were afraid to march on San Francisco. I guess they were worried about all the gay eye rolls and some glitter bombs that were going <laughs> to scare them or something. It's so disappointing, but you know who's really disappointed in those guys? All the surviving Nazis. <laughs> They're like, lose our number, man. We marched on Russia in the winter, for Christ's sake. Anyway, so, so far the Gen Xs are killing it here. That's right, don't be afraid to show your true colors. All right, so let's get on with this little here contest. And let me bring our first comedian. She hails from, originally from Chicago, but now from LA. And be sure to catch her in April at the Women's Comedy Festival in Boston. Everybody, give it up for Winter Spears. Hello, San Francisco. Okay, so this is the first thing I'm gonna say about being a Gen Xer. Um, you kids who are the millennials, you have conflict resolution. Let me tell you about conflict resolution when I was a kid. So um, there was a girl, her let's call her Dana Maldonado, because that's her name. <laughs> and she used to uh, uh, always bully me like she didn't like me I wasn't clear why she would always say things and be real me and I was like what have I done to her who peed in her Kool-Aid so I, I she would say things I would let it go I would let it go I would let it go and then there was that day in eighth grade she was in eighth grade I was in seventh grade 
and she walked up to me, and I don't remember what she said, but I do remember that she slapped me in the face. And then I reached back and I tried to break my arm and I slapped her as hard as I could. And then she ran away crying and I never had another problem with Dana Maldonado. <laughs> and that was conflict resolution for Generation X, guys. Uh, my name is Winter Spears. I spell winter with a Y, not because I'm pretentious, but because my mother is. <laughs> hey, mommy, how are you? <laughs> My last name is Spears, like Brittany. The Brittany is silent. <laughs> People are always making jokes about my name. They sing songs, they quote Shakespeare. Once when this woman met me, after talking to me on the phone, she looked at me and she said, oh, you're not at all what I was expecting. And I said, what were you expecting? A Republican professional skier from Utah? <laughs> I am, in fact, I'm Mitt Romney's sixth child. what we wouldn't give for a Mitt Romney presidency right now. Am I right? Am I right? We were so smug. We were like, oh, I don't want Mitt Romney to be president. I don't want John McCain to be president. We would all take up a collection right here, right now, to get either one of those people into the White House. Brain cancer, no. Get well soon, John McCain. Um, guys, I am, uh, full disclosure, I'm an actor. Thank you. At least I have a degree and a bill from Sally Mae. That's AIM. <laughs> I have had some success as an actor. Not too long ago, I had a national commercial running. Thank you, guys. I need one more to pay off my college loans. <laughs> the commercial espoused the virtues of weight loss. I was very excited when I was on vacation and this woman recognized me from my commercial. I was less excited that I was at an all-you-can-eat restaurant when it happened. <laughs> So as I'm sidling up to the dessert bar, this woman walks up to me and she says, do you have a commercial running on TV right now? And I was like, oh my God, yes. Her name was Ernestine Jackson. I remember because she was my first fan. And then I introduced her to my entire family. And as she was walking back to her table, my mother said, oh, there was another woman who recognized you, but she didn't want to bother you. And I was like, yeah, because people are running me down for my state farm spot. Uh, guys, I have been in Los Angeles for about six and a half years now from Chicago. Uh, one of the things that I, I love about uh, L.A. is um, my niece lives there with my best friend, and we hang out all the time. She's amazing. We have a great time. I do have a bone to pick with her, however. Her favorite restaurant. The place she wants to go after every Girl Scout meeting and cello lesson is the Soup Plantation. She's eight. She doesn't know what a plantation is yet. <laughs> and let's talk about their drinks for a minute. At the Sioux Plantation, they have a drink called Front Porch Lemonade. <laughs> so I was like, okay, let's follow that logic down the rabbit hole. What's next? Field hand iced tea? House slave Arnold Palmer? Uh, guys, I love going back to Chicago to visit. What I don't enjoy is airline travel and how they make you put all your lotions and your oils into those little 3.4 ounce containers. If I could once again take a full-size can of aerosol hairspray onto an airplane, I would beat a terrorist to death with a curling iron. <laughs> uh, guys, they always say in LA, dress for the job you want. 
A lot of women in LA want to be hookers and strippers. <laughs> a lot of men want to be 14-year-old skateboarders. <laughs> Since I've been in LA, I've been trying to eat right, trying to exercise, I go to Sprouts. Sprouts is like Whole Foods without the threat of bankruptcy. Uh, guys, let me take a minute to talk to you about a public health concern. You've heard about the flu virus. You've heard about Ebola. Let me take a minute to educate you about our next public health crisis, minority blindness. Thank you for being on board. <laughs> if you work with five or less minorities of the same gender and ethnic type, and you're constantly calling them by the wrong name, You may have minority blindness. There's a student at the school where I used to work who's been stricken with this horrible disease, I know this, because she mistook me for the lone black female senior student at the school. I was walking down the hall and she walked up next to me and she said, oh my God, I think our class got canceled. I wanted to feel bad for her, but all I'm thinking is, oh my God. She thinks I'm in high school. <laughs> a win is a win, people. A win is a win. Because of the seriousness of this issue, I've taken it upon myself to craft some test questions for self-diagnosis. Now, if you or someone you love answers yes to three or more of these questions, please see your doctor immediately. Early diagnosis is key. Do you think Michael Clark Duncan and Ving Rhames are the same person? Do you think Lisa Ling was in any of the Charlie's Angels movies? <laughs> Do you think Peter Dinklage, who plays Tyrion Lannister on Game of Thrones, was in either the TV show or the movie Jackass? <laughs> Is there a constant argument in your head about whether it was Chris Tucker or Chris Rock who starred in the Rush Hour movies? <laughs> Do you think Nichelle Nichols, who played the original Lieutenant O'Hara in Star Trek, also played Wheezy on the Jeffersons. <laughs> Do you think that the Wu-Tang Clan is a family of ninjas? <laughs> Just some things to ask yourself, guys. Um, uh, my aunt, my mother's sister, died not too long ago. Losing a relative is really tough, but I'm often comforted by her last words to me. You've gained weight. <laughs> Uh, um, all sorts of interesting things used to happen. Thank you for loving that joke so much. Uh, I worked hard on it. Uh, all sorts of interesting things used to happen where I work. Um, sometimes I had meetings with parents. I had a meeting one day with the father of one of our students, and I walked out of my office. I said, hello, my name is Winter, and I stuck out my hand because that's what civilized people do. And he just looked at me. Now, he didn't do that thing that people do where they're like, oh, I'm just getting over cold germs, or oh, I'm sorry, I don't shake hands, germs. He just looked at me. So I looked at him, and he looked at me, and I looked at my hand and he looked at my hand. and It occurred to me, oh, he's not going to shake my hand. And then I was like, wait, is he not shaking my hand because I'm a woman or is he not shaking my hand because I'm black? Is he not shaking my hand because I'm a woman or is he not shaking my hand because I'm black? Is he not shaking my hand because I'm a woman or is he not shaking my hand because I'm black? And I figured it out, guys. He didn't shake my hand because he's a jerk and that's why his wife left him. <laughs> That joke is mostly for me, guys. Let me leave you with this. Celine Dion can sell any song. This is how I know. In her Las Vegas Spectacular show, she sings the song, I Wish, by Stevie Wonder. Now, for those of you who don't know, the very first line of that song. Looking back on when I was a little nappy-headed boy. 
When was that, Celine? I'm Winter Spears. You guys are amazing. Thank you. All right, keep it going for Winter Spears. So far, let me Jen. Let me, Jen, explain something to you guys here. So far, my generation is kicking ass at this festival. But, unfortunately, I must let a few of you millennials up here, too, to tell jokes. So, although I would like to root against him, he is representing strong as a ginger here at the festival. So let me get, put your hands together, hailing all the way from Portland, Oregon, Jeremiah Coughlin. Hey, everybody. I don't, just think, I don't feel like I need this microphone. Uh, is that guy a Gen Xer? I, thought, I don't know. I feel like everyone older than me is a baby boomer. Uh, and I also don't think, how old do you think I got, how old do you think I am? I don't think I'm a millennial. I was born in 1981. Does that make me a millennial? I'm 36 years old. Yeah, I'm a nothing. I'm just a just a nothing. All right, I'm a, I'm okay with that. I won't. I don't want to play your stupid game anyways. You get <laughs> fuck this. Uh, it's like bare wire on this microphone. That's great. All right, it's like the one thing we need for a comedy show is a. Working microphone, and we haven't achieved that yet. All right. Uh, I'm Jeremiah Coughlin. I'm here from Portland, Oregon. Uh, we'll start with the bad news. I recently, uh, for the purposes of this joke, got fired from my job. Uh, yeah, not my real job, but my side hustle. Uh, up until recently, I used to give paranormal ghost tours in Old Town Portland. Yeah, that's a real job you can have in that city. Uh, I got shit canned from it. I got fired uh, for being too creative. That's that's what they told me. They were like, Jeremiah, we think you're taking a few too many liberties with the material you've been given. And I said, I'm pretty sure it's a goddamn ghost tour. The whole the whole thing's made up. I I helped them make it up. I don't know why I was the one in trouble. Uh, they were nice about it, though. They were like, Jeremiah, we love having you here. We think you're great. We're just not going to give you money to come here and do this anymore. And I was like, well, that's a deal breaker. I'm going to need I'm going to need that money, dog. Uh, actually, uh, just after I got fired from that job was the last time I came here to San Francisco, and I was doing a show that I'm actually doing later tonight, and the host of that show introduced me to everybody and told everybody I was visiting from Oregon, and then he described me as Super Portlandia, like the TV show. Yeah, and I was like, uh, I don't know what that is. I don't ask anybody from Portland. We don't want to be Super Portlandia. That's not something I subscribe to, but... Uh, then I got on stage and told everybody about how I'd just been fired from my ghost tour job, and I was like, well, uh, he might have fucking nailed it. Yeah, I guess. I guess he knew what he was talking about. I, uh, I do still have a day job. I'd love to be doing comedy full-time for a living, uh, but my parents just don't have that kind of money. So <laughs> got to go to work every day. I work, uh, actually work for a beer distributor in Portland, which is pretty fun. Yeah, people like that. Uh, in, in the city I live in, if you drive a van that says PBR on the side of it, you can just drive like a real asshole. Yeah, nobody nobody cares what you do. I still get to hang out in convenience stores a lot. Uh, yeah, which is where the real action is. Uh, I don't know about down here, but in Portland, they've basically become refugee camps for white dudes with dreadlocks. You seen these dudes here? They all need a dollar to go home, wherever the hell that is. Yeah. 
I asked one of them, I'm like, sir, where are you trying to go? He was like, Sacramento. And I was like, all right, dude, have $5. Just get the fuck out of here. Uh, I was in a convenience store the other day, minding my own business, stacking cases of beer, and this uh, this woman sort of appeared out of nowhere. Uh, I guess I would describe uh, her as a uh, cracky, right? Like not... Not like a tweak or anything, but just kind of a gross lady who didn't want to touch you. And uh, she came up to this uh, Lay's potato chip display, but it was the new weird flavors. And she grabbed a bag of biscuits and gravy potato chips. She held them up in the air and she yelled, don't eat these. They taste like asshole. <laughs> and much like you guys, everyone just kind of like giggled and looked at each other like, I don't know what to do with that information right now. Like, what are you supposed to do? But then there was just one old guy in the back of the line. He was like, yeah, fuck it, man. He went and got himself a bag, right? He was like, he's like, I haven't tasted a butthole since college, man. He figured $1.99, that's probably the cheapest butthole you're really going to get after if you think about it. He seemed pretty excited about his purchase, is all I'm saying, after that ringing endorsement from that crackhead lady. I, uh... Uh, so I was talking about baby boomers. My dad, my dad is uh, seventy now. My dad is uh, seventy-one. So I, uh, I took my dad to see Neil Diamond last year, which was really fun. Uh, yeah, it was it was it was interesting. It was interesting. Like uh, I found out if you drive uh, with your dad up to the like the parking attendant at any major arena to see Neil Diamond, and you say, "Oh, this is uh, I have handicap accessibility," uh, they will laugh in your face and say, "Everyone here's handicapped. This is a." <laughs> It's a goddamn Neil Diamond concert. No one is under the age of 70 here except for you. Uh, it was a good show kind of once you got over the fact that it smelled like exactly where Gam Gam died. But uh, it, was <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of fun. I don't know. I've just I've been thinking about the whole, like, uh, I don't know. I Like I said, I don't consider myself to be in any of the groups, but... I do know when people are millennials and uh, like I go to a lot of uh, like basketball games and hockey games in Portland and what I've noticed is that anytime you put somebody under the age of like 25 on a jumbotron they do the fucking dab dance right they all do this thing like every time their family's always like oh shit Dan's doing the the or the new one we went to the we went to the game in San Jose today and now they do this thing I don't know how to do it, but like I saw that a thousand times on the on the jumbotron today, and I was like, I'm always like, I'm always kind of embarrassed for those for those people, but then they put somebody like 36 my age on the jumbotron, and they raise the roof, and I'm like, oh shit, it's the same disease, man. It's just it's just different symptoms, dude. If we if you go back far enough, there'll be somebody doing the fucking macarena on there or something, man. It's just. It bums me out. I think I do understand what's like, you know, I hate to be like the grumpy old guy. Like, I know what's wrong with kids, but I know what's wrong with kids, and it's that they don't have boring television because I had very boring television, and now everything's on demand, and you can just you can binge watch everything. And I didn't have that. Uh, instead, I had like an eight-hour marathon of the World's Strongest Man competition <laughs> every day for the entire summer. Do you guys remember this with – Magnus for Magnuson and Bill the Bear Kazmaier and just these giant human beings lifting concrete fucking kegs for no reason and just like just close ups of dudes going Dead! and I guess making that noise helps you lift harder but uh and if you got lucky they would 
they would change the script and you would get uh, the Nathan's Famous Hot Dog Eating Contest. And they would show that. Like, if you've ever binged watched people binge eating, then you're not a millennial, right? You're not part of the problem. I was just biding time till the grind came on and you could watch. Yeah, right? You remember the grind with Eric Nice? Yeah, imagine if they had the fucking grind on now. It'd be one kid going... <laughs> ruin everything. All right. I feel like I should tell a joke, but I haven't. Uh, just been talking about how much I hate everybody. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I can't think of anything really smart to say right now. I was, uh, I will ask you this, guys. Have you guys ever, uh, maybe this happens to you guys, but you, uh, you fart in your sleep? This is how, this is how I knew I wasn't a millennial. Uh, have you ever farted in your sleep and it smells so bad it registers in the dream you're having and becomes part of your subconscious reality? Because that's some Inception shit right there, man. And you should... If Leonardo DiCaprio walks up to you in your dream, it's like, man, did you shit your pants? You should. You're you're definitely a grown up. Uh, thank you so much, guys. You've been a lot of fun. All right, Jeremiah Coughlin. Hey, man, I tell you what, if you're just up here bitching about how you hate everyone, maybe you are Gen X. Stealing my material. All right, well, let's keep this show going, all right? Our, your next comic hailing from Boston, Massachusetts, right? See, I study the map. Chris Post. Hey. It's good to be here. It's good to be here. Uh, this, is a, this is a pretty cool show. I... Uh, I didn't even tell a joke yet. What's so funny? I, uh, um, I've been doing some cool shows. I did a cool one in Boston last week. Uh, it was called Laughing Liberally. Uh, it's for politically progressive comedy. The show, it's called Laughing Liberally for politically progressive comedy. And uh, people thought I was, it was weird that I was on that show because I look like someone who'd protest that show. And... Uh, <laughs> So there's that. I live in a part of Boston. It's called Somerville. And uh, Somerville is like a neighborhood. I'll, I'll draw a parallel for you guys. It's like a neighborhood in transition. Like it was historically blue collar and then it got gentrified. So sometimes you see like a clash in cultures, right? Like the other day, I'm just walking down the street drinking a bottle of water. And like this grizzled towny looking guy just comes right up to me and he just goes, Hey, what's in the bottle? And I was like, it's water. He goes, no shit. How, water and what? <laughs> I was like, nah, man, it's just water. So he called me a yuppie. And, uh, <laughs> all right, for those of you not on board, yuppie, I'll bring it, break it down for you. Uh, yuppie's a slang term. It just means young urban professional. And that's cute because I'm 33 and unemployed. So... Uh, <laughs> I'm fucking with you guys. 34. Um, <laughs> motherfucker. 35. Uh, the joke's old. Since I wrote the joke, I got a job. Um, now, during the day, I work for a tech-based healthcare company. <laughs> That's the normal reaction, you know? Uh, 
No one ever believes I'm in that line of work, you know, because I look like a Bud Light came to life. But, uh... <laughs> you guys see it? So, uh... I actually work, uh... My role is uh, in internal customer service, which is good for the soul. And, uh... It's actually unbearably stressful. So to cope with the stress, I started practicing mindfulness. You guys know about mindfulness? It's San Francisco, all pander. It's, uh... <laughs> I, uh mindfulness, in case you don't know, it's like a form of transcendental meditation. It's where you project your thoughts and actions simultaneously. It helps you stay present and focused. And I'll give you an example. Like, when I wake up in the morning, I say, now I'm awake, so I'll get out of bed. Then when I'm out of bed, I say, now I'm out of bed, so I'll drive to work. Then when I'm at work, I say, now I'm at work, so I'll cry in the bathroom. And, uh, <laughs> bathroom stalls have the worst acoustics, too. Like, your sobs are amplified. So, like, last week I got back to my desk after my afternoon cry. Um, it's what I call it. It makes it sound whimsical. So, like, uh, I got back to my desk, and one of the interns at my company he goes, Chris, your eyes are all red. Have you been crying? I was like, fuck, I can't let him know I was crying. You know, I'll look like a big douchebag. I was like, nah, man, I got high at lunch, you know. <laughs> Saved my dignity. So, like, um, I don't know. I've been dating. I'll tell you about that. I recently went on a first date uh, with a younger woman. And uh, I knew on the date she was younger than me, you know, because she still drinks for pleasure. So, like... <laughs> You guys know what I mean, right? Like, life hasn't completely kicked the shit out of her yet, so, like, drinking is still a social activity and not a coping mechanism. Like, on the date, she goes, I like to unwind with a cocktail. She goes, why do you drink? I was like, to escape my skin. <laughs> it itches. <laughs> you ever do that? Make, like, really bad small talk on a first date? Okay, well, I have. I'll take the bullet for you guys. Um, like, all right, I was on a first date once, and uh, this woman, uh, she just goes, so, do you have any pets? And I was like, yeah, I have a dog. And she goes, oh, you must spend a lot of time with them. I was like, well, actually, my ex got him in the breakup, so, you know. And she was like, no, I don't. I was like, well, you know, my ex and I, we broke up. I, I want to stay in my dog's life, so I, like, you know, babysit him sometimes. I'm like a weekend doggy daddy, you know what I mean? She was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was like, well, you know, I love my dog and I want to stay in my dog's life. You know, my dog's like my baby and I want to stay in my baby's life. You know what I mean? She goes, no. She goes, first of all, dogs aren't babies. And I was like, yeah, no shit. Dogs are better. <laughs> and she goes, come again? I was like, well, you know, because babies grow up to be adults and adults are all monsters and I hate all of humanity. I wish the whole fucking human race would go all fuck off and die. And I wish everyone would end up stop hurting me. My dog's love is unconditional and they'll never end up hurting me because he is my one true love. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so fuck it. You want to split nachos? And... Uh, and she just looked horrified. And I was like, okay, look, I'm not a bad guy. Just please don't judge me. Please don't be shallow, okay? I'm not a bad guy. Don't judge me and don't be shallow. Let's just have another drink, okay? She goes, fine. Let's have another drink. I was like, great. How about you? Do you have any pets? She goes, yeah, I have three cats. I was like, you're gross. <laughs> 
no second date, but um, you know, I, I'm I'm involved with someone really good now, and it, it was hard to trust someone, you know, because my ex cheated on me, and uh, I actually ran into my cheating ex at a wedding, uh, which combines my two passions: open bars and unresolved anger. So, <laughs> so awkward. So like, when I caught my ex cheating on me, she goes, "You know what, Chris? I feel really bad about this, so I'm gonna let you settle the score and fuck someone else." She goes, how cool is that? I was like, that's not what cool means, but okay. <laughs> so I go to this coffee shop, and I'm just sitting by myself, and I've never felt worse. And all of a sudden, this guy just walks up to me, and he just goes, hey, man, I like your tattoos. I was like, okay, thank you. And he goes, so where do you get them done? So I told him where I got them done, and he goes, that's cool, man. You want to see my tattoo? So I think we can all agree this is getting really weird, right? <laughs> but shit, I was lonely, and uh, look, sometimes it's just nice to feel wanted, right? Like, even if it's just for a moment, so I was like, all right, man, I'll check out your tattoo. So he rolls up his sleeve, and he shows it to me, and he goes, hey, man, I just got one more question for you. I was like, oh, my God, here it comes. And he just looks at me, and he goes... Have you ever heard of L. Ron Hubbard? <laughs> and he pulls out a book on Scientology. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. <laughs> and he goes, what? What's the problem? I was like, man, I thought you wanted to fuck, you know? <laughs> he goes, no, that's disgusting. He goes, are you even religious? I was like, well, I got a Catholic mom and a Jewish dad, so not at all. And... Uh, <laughs> I was like, one time I tried meditating. He goes, that's not our religion. I was like, bitch, you're one to talk. And uh, he goes, how dare you? I was like, you look distraught. You should try meditating. <laughs> he goes, you're a disgraceful human being. I don't know how you sleep at night. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. I was like, look, do you think I'm cute or not? <laughs> Fucking validate me. Guys, thanks so much. I'm going to get back to Matthew. In on a weekend of Post, man. I tell you what, these millennials are starting to do good up here. I don't know how I feel about that exactly. But what do you say we just keep this show moving along? All right, give it up for your next comic coming to the stage, Pedro Andrade. Hey, how's everybody doing? Give it up for your host, man. This is dope. So, yeah, um, we're coming for these jobs, too. That's right, motherfuckers. <laughs> Fuck you gonna do about it? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. My name is Pedro Andrade. Andrade could be a difficult last name for people to pronounce. Sometimes I'll get introduced uh, as Pedro Anderson. And, uh, you know, so I figure, like, eventually I'm gonna have to, like, change my last name to, be, to make it easier on folks and also to be more relatable, you know, and sell CDs one day. <laughs> so I was thinking I should change it to, like, maybe, like, Pedro Iglesias or... <laughs> Or Pedro James Olmos, or, or Selena. I think that's where we're gonna go. I know some of you are probably surprised that I'm this big and a Latino. Like, is this guy play for the Chicano Bears or what? What this guy one of the No English Patriots? What's going on? I got off stage the other day and someone said that I look like este. Fidel Castro went to community college or something. 
<laughs> it's fucked up. It's like, all right, man, I get it, man. And like, people trip out. They're like, sometimes, I, actually, I always get asked uh, if uh, my brothers and sisters are tall, too, or if my, my parents are tall. But they're not, man. I always reassure people that the rest, the, the rest of my family's regulation size Mexican. <laughs> they can all play soccer. But they, you know, some people, they just won't let up. They're like, well, so how the fuck did you get so big? I was like, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm all had an affair, you know what I mean? With one of the Juarez Globetrotters. I don't know. <laughs> I just like playing with teens and things like that. Or someone in Michoacán, Mexico, in uh, around December 1976, someone in Michoacán, Mexico booked Sinbad. <laughs> and it went well. It went really good for my man. <laughs> I, uh, I'm a, I just turned 40. I turned 40 in September. Woo! Hell yeah, man. Like, yeah, over the hill, right? And like, so, like, you know, you could get a little down, right? Like, because I'm getting older and, and things are changing. Uh, and I was talking to, to my coworker about it, you know. But, but she says, Pedro, don't even sweat it. Like, your 40s are a lot like your 20s these days. I was like, shit, I got to start doing coke again? Because <laughs> that's what I was doing. My 20s. That's what's going on. I don't know if you guys uh, saw this news article like the other day. Not well, it's not the other day, but just recently it was about Latinos. They did a, someone, someone in California, University of California, did a study, and they found that Latinos age slower than other ethnicities, which is crazy, right? Like, and like that's one of the things. Like, I'm, I, like I said, I'm 40, but people sometimes will be surprised. They're like, man, you look really young. And uh, well, you know, like in my family too, my my dad, he looks really young. My grandfather, all my uncles, they look really young for their age, you know. And uh, I remember one time I was asked, well, what's the, what's your secret? Now, I don't know about like other Latinos, but I know in my family, it's, the, it's just onion soup. <laughs> yeah. Three times a week, we soak our balls in onion soup. <laughs> it's got to be authentic onion soup, though. Not that bullshit. <laughs> yeah, man. I think I'm reading a text or something or what? What am I doing up here? So Trump says he's coming for the, they were coming for the bad hombres, right? That was the deal, coming for the bad hombres. Uh, I just hope they can tell the difference uh, because I know some of us, I know we might look like bad hombres, but we're not. I know I'm not. I'm not a bad hombre. I mean, I'm an annoying hombre. I am that, you know what I mean? I'm an annoying hombre. Like, I'm not going to run up on anybody and hurt them, but I will like run up and target and use an, try using an expired coupon. Something like that, you know, do like that. So true though, because like having a beard and then being Latino, I feel like can be confusing to white people. Like, like some white people look at me and they see a person of color, right? But most white people look at me and they see a person of interest. Like, is this guy one of the ISIS or one of the SS? Which one is he? Is he affected by the travel ban or did he sneak into the country in a travel ban? <laughs> might be a hijacker, might be a carjacker. <laughs> Anyways, keeping it going. So tripped all right, like, cause like we got, we got mass shootings, Nazis running people over, we're charging their darts chargers and the threat of nuclear war now. Fuck it, Mexico should pay for the wall. <laughs> keep Americans out. <laughs> I think it's a trip that like some Latinos actually supported Trump. 
you know? But it makes sense, though, because Latinos, we can be a very conservative lot, you know what I mean? Like, that's why I feel like even, let's say, for instance, like, we had a Latino president. Let's say he was a Mexican-American, right? Or they were a Mexican-American descent. They still be trying to build the wall, I think. And the patio and, <laughs> and the deck. Install some windows and shit. But hey, no, hey, who would have thought, right? Who would have thought that the guy that called Mexicans murderers and rapists when he announced he was running for president would turn out to be such a dick? <laughs> the fuck? I remember when he first got elected and Kelly on Conway went on TV and was talking about alternative facts. There's alternative, there's facts and there's alternative facts. And a lot of people online were like, fuck that, man, this is lies. Those are just, alternative facts is just a lie. But I mean, like, who remembers when alter Alternative Facts was called American History? Let's <laughs> keep it real. <laughs> I heard somebody whistle, that's funny. <laughs> I, um, no, nah, man, but I am like, like, I'm mad scared of, of white men right now, man. I'm, I'm sorry to say I am. Not like all the white men, just like the ones with like the goatee, you know, with the handlebar mustache, and then they wear the camouflage hats. You know what I'm talking about? Like I was downtown walking around and like in Portland and like one one dude one of those dudes like bumped, like was walking by me he says howdy and I flinched I started walking faster like running almost dude I was like not today Todd not fucking today fuck it with me today motherfucker got to get home safe man I don't know I get nervous performing I don't know if you guys notice like my voice is shaking and it's not because I'm telling the jokes. What it is is that, like, I have, so I have, like, um, a, a flipper, a partial. Yeah, a teeth on my, 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 both of them. Yeah, I have two fake teeth, so, like, it's like a, and I get, I, I'm nervous because I feel like if I start talking too fast or I get really excited, they're going to go flying out. Can we see that? No, I, I, I'm a, I would, it's not that, I'm a germaphobe, and I'm not about to touch. And comics, you know what I mean? We talk, we talk about pussies and dicks, so you can just imagine what is going on over here. This is actually, I'm this is another reason I'm nervous. But uh, yeah, I lost, I, lost, I lost my teeth uh, about 11, my front teeth uh, about 11 years ago. I, I was hit by a drunk driver uh, one Thanksgiving. I was out with my sister celebrating, you know what I mean? And she had had too much to drink, punches me, gets in her car, and then takes off, right? <laughs> It's fucked up, man. <laughs> had a had a walk home from urgent care. Have a good night. Oh yeah, get up for your house. Yo, yo, hey, Pedro, Pedro, what's the big deal? What's the big fucking deal here with the? Rubbing it in! You know, I was just about to compliment that great set there, but, uh, you know, especially because you were shitting on Trump, because quite frankly, as a Gen Xer, I blame your whole generation for his presidency. Yeah, I mean, what's up? The I Voted sticker wasn't enough of a participation trophy for you guys to get up off your app long enough to go vote? I mean, is it our fault because we didn't spend enough time convincing you that voting was like artisanal handcrafted revolution or something? <laughs> so anyway, now we swept all the way right, and I blame you guys. There's my political statement for the evening. 
All right, hey, great set. Give it up again for Pedro Andrade. Great set. All right, and tonight, your headliner, hailing from Portland, Oregon. Basically, everybody here is from Portland, Oregon, right? Yeah. All right, give it up for Daniel DeGreas. Did I do that correctly? Sorry. Dagris, Daniel Dagris, thank you. Fuck. Actually, I'm originally from Vegas, but yeah, I'm from Portland. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to say something about being a zennial, which I learned yesterday is like in between the two, but I'm going to fucking look like I'm in my 20s. So I'm the target of this whole thing. I have to build bridges because you guys want to tear us down. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, um, I think all of us were probably raised with that old saying. Uh, I know I was. Um, if all your friends stepped off a bridge, Daniel, would you? All my friends? Is this something I did? <laughs> That's a lot of people that don't know each other. And they're all dead now? <sighs> yeah, mom, maybe. <laughs> so um, I'm actually half Greek. Um, it's like the Splenda of white people. Like, like we'll do it in a pinch, but it's not the formula you know and love. Uh, <laughs> But um, that's on my dad's side. On my mom's side, she says that we're descendants from the people that fled from Vlad the Impaler. That's fucking cool. That's the guy that Dracula was based on. That's awesome. Like, for me, not for them. They were like, should, should we fight back? He's eating people? Who wants to cartpool? <laughs> Sorry. Got to slip a pun in. Um, it turns out those people are called the Black Dutch. Stay with me. Um... I looked it up, Black Dutch, Black Irish, if you ever hear those, they're bullshit, they don't mean anything at all. But I love the idea of, of, an, uh, of a leader being so terrible that it affects the ethnicity of their people. Like, I used to be Greek American, but now I'm a snowflake American because of Trump the Tweetist. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, I'm gonna do a little Trump, because you guys are cool with it. Um, there's, uh, you know, there's people out there they tend to be on the older side. Uh, they think that uh, politicians are lizard people or aliens. Um, I, think, I think Obama was way too warm-hearted to be cold-blooded, but, um, right? But if, if Trump turned out to be aliens beta testing an AI on us, and he's still buffering, I would fucking believe that. Oh, oh man. I actually have something I want to share. I, was, I, I took the bus here, and uh, I didn't know how to do the whole process. I found out it was $5. I got up there. It was like, bus 80. Didn't have an 80 on it. I was like, is this the one? He's like, yeah, of course it's the one. Like, you're at the 80 stop. I put my $5 in. Most places give you a ticket. No ticket. I'm like, what do I do? Bus driver's just like, sit down and don't vote for Trump again. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> And I didn't, like, I was so broadsided. I had nothing. I wasn't even like, I didn't. Like, I just sat. <laughs> and I thought it was like, oh, man. Like, I, now I kind of wish that was just, I think that will become now my, like, winter is coming. <laughs> I will just say that to white people. Because it's probably us. Just be like, uh, sit down and don't fall for jump again. <laughs> All right, where was I? All right, um, I'm going to jump around. Ah, man. You guys used to use the word womanizer. Uh, 
in older generations. We don't hear that anymore. And like, I was thinking about heroes recently and like JFK, Benjamin Franklin, national heroes, also known as womanizers. And uh, it's interesting that it hasn't slipped yet. Um, but I like modern terms, that pretty much means like player or like sluts with secrets. And, uh, but it's interesting because like now womanizer just sounds like a ray gun that makes gender transitions way easier. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I wonder if like, if nowadays, uh, if like a real hero came along, because we have all these superhero movies and shit, which by the way, like does Superman wear underwear under his tights as well as, and like if, if crime's calling and he hasn't done laundry, does he just switch him? Just, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think that like if a real hero came along, I don't know if the people in power would be ready. Like, so if, if a super villain showed up and was just like, I'm going to destroy everything unless you give me everything, people in power would just be like, um, we hear you. Please hold. Okay, so you think you can stop him. Real hero is just like, I will not only stop him, I will root out injustice wherever I can find it. Nothing will be too small. And they're just like, whoa. This sounds like going to dismantle all of our systems. Heroes just like, are your systems corrupt? Please hold. So villain, um, half, yeah, maybe, yeah. Um, man, I think, but heroes, they need villains. I think without villains, like Batman is a, a peeping Tom. And, uh, and Captain America is like that kid in high school with like way too much school spirit. <laughs> Actually, he is that anyway. But um, also I think like women can be heroes, okay? And by the way, I mean the word heroes, because the word heroin is fucked. Like, we can't, we can't do anything. Whose idea was that? They're just like, this is one of the worst drugs ever. We're going to name it after some of the best women ever. <laughs> oh, man. If we're going to get rid of, like, this is a very millennial thing. If we're going to get rid of gendered words, um, heroin's got to go. Next one would be hostess. Like, as you just think of, like, Twinkies and Ding Dongs and Zebra Cakes. Nobody's winning. And the other one, like, I have a personal vendetta. I really just don't like the word actress because acting doesn't seem like it should be a gendered thing, right? What the fuck? I, and, and since we've already taken hardcore drugs and junk food, um, I think actress could mean, like, a really nasty dog bite. Would just be like, fuck, I was walking home and this dog came up, just give me an actress right on my leg. <sighs> I'm going to get rabies from this actress. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I grew up, uh, and I feel like this may be the line between millennials and, and uh, Gen X. I, I loved watching Captain Planet as a kid. And um, he's like Superman, but if he was way more into plants than people. Um, but is he a demon? Because like a bunch of high school kids summon him with elemental rings. Earth, fire, water, air, heart. Is that a real human heart? I don't know. But if, he, if he's going to bring pollution down to zero, we need that. Uh, a lot of people are going to freeze to death, but I think we need that. <laughs> um, shit, I just said we need to freeze some people. We need the pollution thing. Um, <laughs> all right, I want to end on a, on a science joke. Um, did you guys know that 70% of your sperm, men I guess, 70% of your sperm is there just to fight other guys' sperm? That's a lot. Like, that's clearly evolution reminding us that monogamy is difficult. <laughs> but 70? Like, oh. 
how jealous you got to be if only 30% of your sperm is trying to knock up your girlfriend or your boyfriend, but 70% is like throwing open closet doors and looking at her beds like, where the fuck is he? It's nuts. And I wonder if like, if that's where macho guys come from. Like, these guys, uh, it's like one of the fighting ones, like accidentally got through and did the insemination and still swinging. Because these guys are just always on each other, just like mashing muscles, got something to prove. If they had a way that they could just find out who's the alpha and just chill out for a while, I think that'd be awesome. Impossible, you say. They would take years of heavy petting, you'd say. I don't think it has to. I think what's happening is their sperm still really wants to punch each other in the face, and we should let it. On ESPN, sperm wars. These guys can put their shirts back on and unleash their boys, and we will see who comes out on top. Because, I mean, we've seen men fight, but to semen fight? <sighs> I don't know. All I'm saying is, if you lift, bro, you can beat a man. But beat off with a man, you might be a legend. Thank you. Give it up for Daniel DeGris. Coming up with a whole new kind of porn, everybody. Amazing. All right, give it up for all the comedians you've seen tonight. I think we all know which generation is funnier, right? 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 Am I right? All right, hey guys, I know there's no drinking here, but at Haciendo, right across the street here, they have happy hour pricing all night long. Big sponsor for this event. Please go over there and patronize them, get drunk as fuck, and then come back here for Pantastics Happy Hour, right? That's what's called Pantastics Comedy Club here. The show on next. All right, everybody, give yourselves a hand. And go out and be merry. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Субтитры
SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. They're more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. 
uh, every Saturday night we've got live rock and roll some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well come on down 10 p.m. rock and roll only night of the week we have a $5 cover charge always 5 bucks for live rock and roll we're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m. Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shot. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder.